Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. It's currently October 3rd and it's like 9 o'clock at night and I've been staring at a computer all day. It's been a crazy day. I flew home to Knoxville from my actual home in Miami, Florida. It's hard when I say that I'm home referring to Knoxville because it doesn't really feel like home, but technically it's home. So welcome to this hot mess of an episode. Um, No, not really. It's actually a really vulnerable, deep episode, and it's something that it's been on my mind to do, actually. Like I say, in the actual episode, I've been wanting to do this for quite a while, and I actually recorded it once already, and this is the second time doing it because I missed a few things. But I wanted to give you guys this really candid chat to kind of kick things off um, talking about all of these topics. I have mentioned that I want to do this in the intro episodes, so this is the first really, really deep, dark episode that I'm going to be doing. I uh, did a lighthearted guest episode last week, and I wanted to bring this one to you guys this week, um, just because it's been really heavy on my heart and on my mind, and I've actually been talking a lot about quite a few of these topics with my close friends and I just wanted to share this with you guys and I've mentioned on my IG stories in the past few weeks that I was going to be doing an episode on a few of these topics so here it is and yeah I hope you guys enjoy this more vulnerable take as always I'm open honest and vulnerable with you guys but I really really bear it all in this one and I go really in depth and as you can see I'm exhausted and my voice is kind of like soft and low and just drained because it's something that really took a lot out of me to do but something that I feel so much lighter after I've done it so I hope you guys enjoy um please leave a rating and review please screenshot and share when you're listening tag me it's the best way to know that you're listening it's the best way to share the podcast and introduce it to new people Please, if you enjoy this episode, send it to a friend, shoot me a DM, let's chat about it. If there's anything in this episode that I talk about that you are going through, that you need a friend, please know that you're not alone, and that is why I'm sharing this, and I want to be there for you. So please message me, let's talk about it. I hope you're having a great day, and I'm off to go to bed, because it's 9 o'clock at night, and I'm dead tired and tomorrow is Monday new week have plenty going on but I'm really excited I've started the week off really productive today so I'm excited to keep that productivity going throughout the week but yeah I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let me know if you did leave a rating interview leave a comment message me let's chat about it thank you so much for listening and now let's get into the episode been raining all day. I just got back to Knoxville from Miami. Went home for the weekend. We had fall break and although it wasn't a total relaxing weekend for me, it was the reset I needed. Um, I got to record some podcast episodes while I was home. I got to see Natalie and go to brunch and just hang out and dinner with my parents and happy hour with my parents afterwards on a different day and just see my family and be home and just feel the ocean breeze and play with my puppy and just not puppy he's 10 but I still call him my puppy um and just you know kind of get a change of scenery and it was exactly what I needed although it wasn't the most relaxing weekend I actually came home and last night late last night before I went to sleep I made a week-long to-do list of everything I need to do this week and divided it by what day I was going to do what and I've done that every I do that every once in a while sometimes I just make a general to-do list and then that morning like decide what I'm going to do that day but actually felt really good to do it ahead of the week so when I landed this morning around 9 a.m I got home at 9 30 and I just kind of hit the ball rolling is that the saying 
I, I hit the ground running. Sorry, yeah, that's what it got. Got the ball rolling, hit the ground running. Um, yeah, so I just jumped right in, ordered groceries, put them away when they got here, started cleaning, cleaned my bathroom, cleaned the floors, vacuumed, mopped, dusted, um, swiffered like the the fan and the window like blinds. Um, just put on some candles and just really threw out the trash like the whole nine like not deep deep clean but like a good cleaning my apartment needed it and made myself a matcha by wild one um they sent me to try i'm very happy that they sent it to me because i don't normally like matcha but i really like that one made a little matcha latte with oat milk and then had primal kitchen foods chicken pesto bowl for lunch got some work done for rella for about two hours and now we're here so recording this episode for you guys and I'll get some schoolwork done afterwards. I'm then going to take a bath to decompress before a crazy week ahead. A little bit less crazy than last week, but still pretty busy week. Um, I have a few events going on this week and next week um, in between everything else that I have to do and that I choose to do. And I think that's one thing I really want to talk about in this episode is reframing my mindset and changing the way I talk to myself and about myself. And it's something that I struggle with every single day, but I want to deep dive way more into my overall wellness journey because there's quite a bit to talk about and it's been a long time coming and a long time in the works. And this is kind of just going to be a ramble episode, probably the longest one I've done so far and probably the longest one I will do for a while, Um, not including guest episodes, just me by myself. But I really wanted to do this for you guys just because it's something that I've been more mindful of talking about and I share a lot more about it and I share the products that I'm using and I find myself having these conversations with my family and friends about why I don't eat certain things anymore, why I don't do certain things anymore, the products that I'm purchasing and just I've gotten really invested in being just more mindful and conscious of my surroundings and what I put in my body and on my body. So I wanted to do a deep dive episode for you and I actually previously recorded one but then I missed a lot of things so I wrote a list this time and we're gonna go straight into it and just jump right in so I want to take us back to about 2017 January 2017 I was at the gynecologist for my annual pap smear Um, I was about 20 19 or 20 I can't remember back to school for the spring semester, my junior spring um, at UCF, and I get a call that my pap smear came back abnormal, and I had to go back to the doctor um, and get a biopsy. And I was freaking out, didn't know what that meant, I was so scared, but I went home, flew to Miami from Orlando, and flew back the same day. So that was quite a trip, but Yeah, I went home, I got a biopsy done, it was really scary, it was really emotional, it was really just draining on me, but I did it, I came back, well I went back to school and then I got my results a few weeks later, and everything was fine, nothing crazy, but that I do have an autoimmune issue and I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, Um, maybe in another time. But right now, I don't want to talk too much about it. That's it. That's all I knew. All he told me was just, you know, got to come back in six months. And from now on, we're going to do a pap smear every six months. So then that's 2017, I believe. Or is this 2018? I don't even know what year this is. I think, hmm, I think it's 2017. No, it's 2018. Sorry, this is January 2018. I'm so sorry. It's been so long already that I've been going through this. I just don't even know when it started anymore. But it was January 2018. So then I go back in. I go home for the summer. And I'm working. I'm studying for the LSAT because I'm about to graduate that December. And I go to the doctor in like July or August. Same thing. Get a pap smear. Get back to school. Find out. Same. Like, you know, I think I had to go in for another biopsy. Yeah, I did. So I found out again abnormal pap smear. So like basically I got an abnormal pap smear and the biopsy was, it was abnormal but nothing serious. So just come back in six months. 
happened again. I got a pap smear. It was abnormal. Go back for a biopsy. I was starting to date somebody at this time and I thought that we were dating. I thought that I could trust him and go to him for emotional support and I confided in him what was going on and he basically gaslit me and it became really, really toxic really, really fast and I lost a lot of friends because of it, which now I'm grateful for that they're no longer in my life. They were not good friends, but I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of my confidence and a lot of just... I lost myself. I got really, really, I became a different person. And we'll get more into that in a second. But yeah, so biopsy comes. I go home, again, emotionally draining. I couldn't even drive home from the hospital afterwards. Um, I had my dad meet me at Cheesecake Factory so I can get food and then he could take me home. I he Ubered there from work and I think just took the day off and then drove me home. Afterwards, I couldn't drive. I don't know how I even drove to Cheesecake Factory. It was just, again, that I had to go through this. And turns out, again, it's nothing serious. It's not getting better. It's not getting worse. We're just going to come back in six months. Um, And that's been going on. That was 2018. We're in 2020. So that's been going on. And I find out, fast forward a little bit in this scenario to 2020 spring. I get back to school January 2020. I had just gotten a pap smear in December get back to school, literally second day of school, get a call, have to come back for a biopsy. So like right before Super Bowl, I fly home, get another biopsy. And again, at this time, I'm now dating someone else. And I don't tell him what's going on because I made that mistake. of, And it's why I'm not sharing it on here. I was too scared to tell the new person that I was dating. So I didn't tell him what it was, but I basically told him enough for him to know how I was really feeling and why I was so scared. And I told him briefly about what had happened with the previous relationship. And the response that I got was so different and was so amazing. And to this day, I don't speak to this person anymore, but just truly, like, it didn't end badly. It just ended. And we, I'm so thankful for that person. I'm so thankful for him for being open arms and listening and being there for me and being emotional support for me at a time when I was really, really scared of what the hell was going on and I didn't know what to tell them because I didn't want to go through that again. It had been two years since the previous issue and I just didn't want to have that situation happen again. Um, But I go home for the biopsy. This time we finally find out a little bit more about what the hell's happening and um, my doctor puts puts me on alert and basically says, we need to change your your lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. And I need you to get your immune system up. We need to work on your, your immune support. And thank God you don't smoke, but no smoking, minimal drinking, if at all, um, eating really clean and healthy so you can get your immune system up. Because the only way I can fight this if, is if I get my immune system up. So I finally get some clarity. I understand what's going on now. I, I get my options from the doctor. We now know that it hasn't progressed, but it hasn't gotten any better. It's kind of just stayed the same for two years. So what I'm doing is working. I just need to amp it up, even though I hadn't changed anything from 2018 to 2020. Um, I kept living my life. and I actually got had some really like scary health moments, which I'll talk about in a second, that I'm surprised didn't hurt anything, but long-term, but um, could have been why sometimes things were more elevated than others because it, go, it like goes in like bursts. But um, yeah, so I had to change my lifestyle, eat clean, eat healthy, cut out processed foods, cut out um, just like the not so good for you stuff. But me in my extremism mentality, like I have to cut out everything that's bad for me. So I come back to school and I'm just in a really dark place. And I tell the person I was talking to at the time, this is what happened. This is what I need to do. I'm just telling you for moral support. Just want to let you know that everything's okay. This is what changed. This is what's happening at the doctor. This is what I'm going to be doing from now on. And he was there for me for moral support. So very thankful to him. And my best friend also uh, my guy best friend from school, from law school was also my moral support. And basically, I 
went extreme and I only ate like turkey meatballs and like quinoa, quinoa, I, I don't know how you pronounce that, like quinoa and like cauliflower rice and just cut out all bread, cut out sugar, cut out anything that tasted remotely good. I cut it out because I thought it was bad for you. I thought I had to eat like really, really clean and healthy and I did, but I didn't have to go that extreme. So I was miserable. I was emotionally drained. I was miserable. I was not eating foods that I enjoyed. Everyone was looking at me funny because they smelled funny. And just like things were really rocky for quite a bit. I kind of had to stop that because I had to go on a trip for school and I just couldn't control what I was eating on that trip. And then the week that we go on that trip is the week that COVID like started. So I go home and basically I'm home now for the rest of the semester. And while I'm at home, my parents go on keto. So that really helps me kind of retrain my body and retrain my mind into eating healthy. Um, So I didn't do full keto, but I started doing keto with them like sort of. And I wasn't trying to lose weight. I have never, it's never been about losing weight for me. It was about my health. So I just followed it as much as I wanted to. And I, I, I learned moderation and balance. And I think in so many ways, COVID was the best thing that could have happened to me while I've been in law school. And I'll talk about that in a second. That was that scenario. And I'm still going through it now. Just had my recent pap smear and biopsy. I was actually home for Labor Day weekend because of the biopsy. And again, nothing, no progression hasn't gotten worse. We're just, you know, six month pap smear um, from here on out to to see what happens. But this is what kickstarted my wellness journey. Basically, the reason I'm sharing all of this is because it's this is what kickstarted me being more mindful and conscious of what I ate. And what, and then it ended up being also what I put in my body and on my body. But yeah, so that is that part of it, the immune issues. And then I want to also talk about my hormone issues and my digestion issues and birth control. Um, Cause that's the other medical aspect of it or one of the other medical aspects of it. Um, throughout the summer, I, while I was at school last school year, um, my 2L year, 2020 to 2021, I got really in tune with eating healthy and just being more mindful of what I was eating. And because I wasn't eating processed foods anymore, I wasn't eating fast food. I never really did, but I wasn't eating fast food. I wasn't eating sugar as much. I switched to almond milk instead of dairy because I've never actually liked milk anyway. Um, I, you know, learned ingredients that shouldn't be in our foods to not eat and I started taking like supplements and probiotics and all of these things and I think I just my body went into overdrive and it freaked out and I started having really bad digestion issues and really bad hormonal issues and I just didn't feel like myself and of course that parlays too into mental health but um yeah I just didn't feel good and summer came around I was home again and I just really just wasn't feeling well. I struggle with going to the bathroom. I hadn't gone to the bathroom in weeks. I felt bloated every time I ate something. I just was sick. Like, I felt awful. So I went to the doctor and we did blood work like crazy. And basically, it's just my hormones are out of whack. And it's possibly a thyroid condition. But he wanted me to get off birth control to see if my body regulates itself once it does you know, where we're at and if it is truly a hormonal issue or not, because the last two times I've done blood work with him, it's been one time it's elevated, one time it's not. And then this time it was elevated. So he was just wondering what was happening. So I decided this summer about three months ago to go off birth control and so far so good. Um, but that leads to hormonal issues. I've been having hormonal breakouts. I've been chronicling that on my Instagram stories. If you follow me on Instagram, my digestion has improved, which is the most important thing because it just, I didn't want to feel bloated anymore. I didn't want to feel sick and I wanted to enjoy what I was eating. I, I liked, I finally started learning how to like eating healthy and then I was eating healthy and I wasn't feeling good. So I finally was able to adjust that and I feel so much better now. And there's some supplements and products that I still use now 
to help me with that, but I've removed the bad products, the products that were hurting me. Um, and I'm not going to say what those are because they might work for other people. Um, but just, I just know that I've had a lot of health changes in the last two, three years. So that is why things are kind of crazy for me. Um, but just, um, it was just one particular brand of probiotics that I pretty sure hurt my stomach and the rest was just my hormones on their own. Um, but yeah, so my, thankfully my period has pretty much regulated, although it's heavier than it ever has been, which I already had a heavy period, so that's kind of annoying, um, TMI, but that's just who I am. I tell everybody about my period, because normally you can tell that I'm PMSing. My mood swings are pretty, pretty intense, but that comes also my mental health, and that's the other medical aspect, is since I was 12, I struggled with depression and anxiety to some extent, but I didn't know that I struggled with anxiety until I came to law school. But I've struggled with mental health for about 10 years now and a little more. And it's something that I'm learning to work through. I was on and off in therapy my whole adolescence and I just never gave it the opportunity to work. So it never worked. And I kept making the same mistakes and going through the same issues and struggles repeatedly until basically the straw broke the camel's back with that toxic relationship in 2018. I'm not going to speculate too much, but basically I was I was the scapegoat. Whatever that person was going through at the time, I was the one getting hurt the most um, by their verbal actions, by their words, by what they were saying about me, but not to me to people around me, and no one believed me. And that really sent my mental health into a spiral because I was already struggling. And all throughout college, my depression was just up and down, up and down. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel pretty enough. I was in a sorority and I just, I didn't feel like I belonged. And there's so many things and I'm grateful to that sorority experience and everyone I met in college and for how much I've grown because of that experience and the experience that I'm talking about specifically, but it, it hurt me a lot at the time and my my escape was that I was graduating and moving home and then I started law school eight months later, but I never dealt with any of it and I had my first panic attack that I knew was a panic attack. I had had one prior or I believe two prior during LSAT studying, but I didn't know what they were. And I had been hospitalized after I took the LSAT the first time. And I just thought it was the stress and the overwhelm from the situation with this person. And that most likely was the trigger, but it was that I was struggling with anxiety and I was hospitalized for dehydration and my heart rate was erratic, but it was fine afterwards. And yeah, so a year later, basically I find out that I also struggle with anxiety and had my first panic attack and if it wasn't for my best friend in law school I would probably have gotten a concussion and I wouldn't have sought help because this person my best friend who one day hopefully will come on the podcast um basically was like I care about you too much but I I care about you I I want you to get better but I can't be the person you keep calling at three in the morning you need to talk to somebody and you want have, I want you to want to get better and I care about you and I want that for you. And if it wasn't for him, I I would not have gone back to therapy. I didn't think therapy worked. It, it hadn't worked for me before, but I realized that I needed to want it for myself. And at that point in time, I realized something's ha- something had to change. I needed to get better. I needed to un learn and I needed to heal and I'm so grateful for him for for pushing me to do that and don't get me wrong it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do and going through it during my first year of law school no less was just really really tough and emotionally draining and intense and scary but it was what I needed so that was October 2019 and so I'm getting help now I'm going to therapy and then I'm, on, I'm, I'm making these massive breakthroughs with my family, 
with my my personal growth and my healing and forgiving myself and learning to love myself and then my medical stuff in 2020 happens and and I start seeing that guy and I don't want to get too crazy into the weeds about that situation but basically it was just a very on and off relationship because neither of us were able to commit and we just weren't on the same page but we wanted to try so badly because we did care about each other but it just wasn't wasn't working and ultimately we decided to part ways but that whole up and down situation wasn't good for my mental health while I was struggling with not just COVID and not just law school but my own healing journey and now that I'm in therapy so 2020 was quite the year for all of us it was quite the year for me my mental health really became a focus point for me and I really I really, I've, I, the amount of growth that happened for me in just 2020 alone is insane. I'm so grateful for, for that. And I'm not currently in therapy right now because I kind of hit that point where I needed a new therapist. The one that I had at the time was no longer going to help me in the next part of my journey, but I needed to figure it out on my own before I started seeing someone for that. And so I decided to stop therapy and, you know, Therapy is a process and it's, it's, you don't have to go every single week. It can, it, it ebbs and flows, but I do think seeing a therapist consistently is important. I just right now really needed to, to put in the work myself on my own, on the next aspect of my healing journey. Um, everything that I've learned and healed from at this point, I'm still working through. It's a daily struggle, but you know, the next step in the, to unlock everything, to continue unlocking everything. It's just a therapist isn't going to be able to help me with that truth. I don't think, at least not any that I've met in the past and um, maybe one day in the future. But I think this is something that I just, I need to learn to forgive myself. And it's something that I'm constantly learning and grappling with. Um, But yeah, so that's my mental health journey. I struggle with depression and anxiety every day. Some days more anxiety, some days more depression. Lately, I'm kind of feeling both in equal measure. Um, really anxious lately. I think it's just because I'm very overwhelmed and I'm very stressed and there's a lot going on. But also just the unknown of what's going to happen next year with the jobs and graduation and my future, my career. I think my whole law school class is pretty anxious right now about that and just COVID and the landscape of the world and everything going on in the world that makes me so anxious and then my depression um just you know learning to love myself and grappling with my insecurities and my self-esteem and my confidence struggles um and that's something I want to talk about too is confidence I outwardly seem like I'm a very confident person and I am I am a very confident person, but like everyone, I have my insecurities, I have my doubts, I have my struggles, and I want to, I've always been open about them, but I want to even more so be open about them online because I want people to understand and feel that they're not alone, and I want to to fully be myself online. And of course, there are certain things that I will keep private But for the most part, I'm going to be honest and open and share how I'm really feeling. So lately, I haven't been very confident. I'm going to be honest. I'm just, I'm really struggling with the next part of my healing journey, going, grappling with, grappling with that and struggling to be ready to, to tackle it. I just kind of have to rip the bandaid off and just jump in and, start working towards that next healing journey and I'll talk about what it is in a little bit but yeah I'm scared um and that 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 fear is hurting my confidence and my self-esteem because I just don't feel like I'm good enough and that has always been my my biggest struggle and that's my limiting belief that I need to work on and uh, I want to start working on it but there's just so much more that I need to work on at the same time and it's just things that I'm doing in school and work and now the podcast and my social media and my blog I love it all so much and it's my creative outlet 
and it's so important to me and it's so special to me and it helps me heal but I just I keep putting off the actual healing work because I'm scared and what I'm so scared of is intimacy and because of my fear of intimacy because of my past with my past relationship with sex and my body and my mental health have really hurt my confidence and so it all ties in for me confidence mental health fear of intimacy relationships and that's the next part of the healing journey i need to stop being ashamed and just accept myself and my past and learn to love myself and be proud of myself and look forward to the future and know that whoever is meant to be for me is out there and everything that I've been through prior to meeting that person in that relationship doesn't make me any less, doesn't make me dirty, doesn't make me any of the things that I thought that they did. And I'm so thankful that the last few people that I've been seeing romantically in some sort have been comfortable with me sharing that and open and and welcoming to that and there for me and never judged me and allowed me to be honest and open with them and that has healed me a little bit being able to talk about it and not feel judged in a romantic setting but it's a struggle every day and I wake up and another thing that I really want to talk about here was body dysmorphia and that also goes to my confidence something that I've been really struggling lately with is body dysmorphia And I like how I look naked, but I don't like how I look with clothes on, which is really weird because it's normally the opposite. I just, I don't like my body and I don't know if it's the hormone changes and the birth control. Partially, I think it is. My boobs have deflated since I got off birth control um, to make a little lighthearted joke because this is a heavy episode and a heavy topic. I've always struggled with my body. Um, Growing up, I was a dancer. I was stick skinny to the point where I was literally anorexic, but not by choice. I just, I would eat, but I would work out so much that I would not gain any weight. All the the calories were being burned off and I wouldn't put on any weight. And I, I started going through puberty around 12, but up until sophomore year of high school, I didn't have boobs and I never had any curves. And then all of a sudden I stopped dancing and I go into college and all of a sudden I have curves. And I love my curves, I'm proud of my curves, I'm proud of being Latina, but it's hard to grapple with what I'm used to seeing in the mirror. It's not what I was used to. And, you know, I struggle with buying clothes because it doesn't always fit right and a lot of it I have to get tailored and if jeans fit my butt, they're usually way too big on the waist and Half the time I can't get jeans up my butt or my thighs um, because they're too small. And, you know, I found certain brands that do work for me, but a lot of times I really struggle with clothes. And a lot of reason why I wear and I prefer jeans is because dresses usually don't fit me right. If they fit my boobs, they're really, really big in the waist. And then I don't know how they'll fit on the butt or, you know, they're just, they don't fit right there. My proportions aren't proportional. And that's okay. I I have a beautiful body. I won't deny that. I I think I have a great body. I just, I struggle with what I see in the mirror sometimes. And I was talking about it a couple weeks ago from when you guys are going to hear this on my IG live that I said I was going to talk about on the podcast is my face. And I some days have a really round face and some days I have a really angular squared, like sharp jawline and cheek high cheekbones and a sculpted face and some days I just I have a really puffy nose and other days I you know my nose looks skinny and I really struggle with that because I had a nose job and I've had a chin implant and I did that it was my 18th birthday gift and high school graduation gift all in one I'm so grateful for my parents for for that gift because it truly improved my confidence and my self-esteem and made me feel really good about myself because I was not happy with how I looked in the mirror at all before that and that was the beginning of me learning to love myself um back when I was 17 and but I some days still wake up and I'm really puffy and my nose looks so swollen that it looks like my old nose and 
That's why I got really into the Skinny Confidential Ice Roller because it does help. Salt, sugar, processed foods, alcohol, all of that plays a role in to how my face looks. And if I don't like what I see in the mirror, it's a really hard day. And thankfully, makeup does help me. You know, contour helps me sculpt it and makes me feel better, but it's just covering it up. And so I need to learn to love my body in all shapes and forms and the way it comes and good days and bad days. But yeah, I've really struggled with body dysmorphia and it's really affecting my confidence lately. Now that I'm back in Knoxville, it's it's another layer of the struggle too because, because I have a curvier body because I am... I'm not even that, I don't have that big of boobs, but I guess I have boobs and, you know, I, I'm i very warm and friendly. That's a very Miami thing. It's a very Latin thing. I'm a hugger. I kiss on the cheek when I greet people and I get along well with men, but I got labeled a slut very early on into law school and it made me feel that I was being not only objectified, but also slut shamed for my body not because of anything else, and because of my personality. And I really struggled with that, and I still do struggle with that. Um, I, If I wear leggings to school, which I pretty much do most days, even though I said I wasn't going to, but it's just I'm not going to wear jeans every day. It's exhausting. Um, but I don't let my butt show. Like, I pretty much try to have it covered at all times, which means I have extra layers on at all times at school. Um even if I'm sweating, um, especially in the summer months. But yeah, I just, I feel really uncomfortable in my own skin in Knoxville. When I'm in Miami, it's a lot better um, because there's more people who have my body type or look like me. Um, and that's, that's a dark topic that is probably for another day, but it's an aspect of the body dysmorphia and the confidence because I just, I don't feel like it can fully be myself here and that that hurts my confidence when i'm in miami I, I i can be me and it feels so good and when i come here i just i feel like i have to hide a part of myself um for fear of what people are gonna think and i know i shouldn't care what people think and it doesn't matter but it's it's that nagging voice in my head the rumors because law school is literally middle school with more expensive books and a lot of people are married but otherwise it's middle school you know, I just, I've really been struggling with my confidence and body dysmorphia and that goes towards my mental health and why I've been so depressed lately and anxious. And it also goes into the the food aspect of it because even though I learned moderation and I've been a lot more conscious of what I put in my body and eating healthy and cutting out, you know, processed foods and dairy and most carbs and just cutting out sugar and being more mindful of, you know, alcohol. And like, I pretty much try to drink top shelf alcohol and not malt liquor, not beer. On occasion, I'll have a beer, but, you know, trying to drink top shelf and as meat as possible or like ginger ale if I'm going to have a mixer, but like not really juice or anything and drinking water, coffee and tea otherwise, but I don't really like sweet coffee anymore. Um, I've just, I've gotten over, I never really had a sweet tooth, but I've really gotten over sweet food and drinks and stuff. All of that, I, with law school, it's really hard to eat, you know, two or three meals a day because you're so busy. Sometimes the time goes by so fast, you miss meal times, you forget to eat. It became almost like a new form of anorexia because I don't binge eat, but, and I don't throw up. I've never have made myself throw up or anything. I don't think I have an eating disorder, but I definitely have like disordered eating in a way and struggle with that, which is something that I never had before. I've always, you know, I would eat so much and burn it off, but I would eat. Now being in law school, I just, there's days where I snack because I didn't have time to eat or I'm not going to have time to eat, but then I miss dinner or I don't feel like cooking because I'm exhausted. So I'll have like something like grits or a bowl of oatmeal or like toast instead of an actual like nutritious meal and struggling with feeling confident in my own body and I've gotten curvier only as the years go by and struggling with you know feeling heavier and my clothes fitting tighter I've struggled with disordered eating now 
sorry if this is a trigger warning for anyone. I should have said that before. I didn't realize I was going to go deep into that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I wanted to get more vulnerable with you guys. Just, there's so much to unpack here, but it's just, it's something that's been weighing really heavily on me is to talk about all of this and just put it all out there. And then we can unpack it more so with different guests and as we go and any questions you have. But I kind of wanted to share this background of why I've been more mindful of products I share and what I'm eating and, you know, working with brands or getting gifted from brands or sharing products that do tend to be more on the expensive side just because they're organic or clean or sustainable or not processed foods and usually the more the cheaper foods are is usually because they're processed and they have filler ingredients my struggle with my my struggle with food led me to try intermittent fasting and then i learned that it wasn't good for women most like a lot of women struggle with intermittent fasting either because they're doing it wrong which i've learned a little bit about and there's some great resources for that that i could share if you're interested in um or because we already struggle with so many hormonal issues. I think for me, it was more so the hormonal issue category. Um, but yeah, intermittent fasting, I don't force myself to do it. I just, I happen to eat dinner between 6.30 and 8.30. And then I, if I'm not hungry when I wake up, I don't eat until I'm hungry, which is usually around 10. Um, but if I'm hungry when I wake up between 7 and 9, I'll, I will eat. I won't stop myself from eating. Like I won't force myself not to eat. Um, so I don't intentionally intermittent fast. It kind of just happens. Um, and that's a lot healthier for me than forcing myself not to eat because of certain, like, I have to not eat for 14 hours or whatever. Um, so I wanted to briefly mention that. And another thing that has been really helpful for me in my wellness journey, going back to things that have helped me now that I'm kind of, I've shared with you all the struggles and the moving parts to the struggles and what led me to go on this wellness journey is like moving my body and just changing my relationship with exercise. Because not only did I have to change my relationship with my diet and food, and that was a lifestyle change, but another lifestyle change that I've made in addition to more conscious eating and mindful eating and not restricting foods and eating whatever I want when I go out if I want it or if I want fries or chips or chocolate I'll eat it but just trying to eat more at home and cooking more and eating more whole foods and things like that is moving my body and changing my relationship with exercise I grew up dancing like I said and I never had to exercise I never learned how to work out at a gym because I didn't need to I was working out so much already that I was skinny and I was so like so called fit and I never had to work out and then I went to college and I, I didn't know how to exercise and I tried a few times you know ask my guy friends to take me to the gym or would try to take dance classes to keep working out nothing ever stuck and I came to law school and same thing really I knew that you know having an exercise routine would be really good for my mental health and really struggling with finding an exercise routine that worked because I didn't know how to use gym machinery and I would try it for a few days and then I would stop going and it just it wasn't it wasn't working nothing would stick it wasn't working I didn't enjoy it and that was a big part of why I didn't go back and I learned over the last few months more so it's just about moving my body and stretching than like hardcore exercising and following people like Lauren Ireland and the Pilates class and other like people who do more like yoga and Pilates based movement, Melissa Wood Health, the Sculpt Society, like people like that and realizing I can just wake up in the morning, stretch for 15, 20 minutes, maybe get some butt busters in here one day, getting some movement in with my ball of bangles arm exercises, you know, um, abs, whatever it is. And that is a lot more doable for me and a lot more enjoyable. And I enjoy the feeling of stretching and moving my body because that is what I'm used to as a dancer. I was moving my body and movement and expression and softer lyrical movement was 
way more my speed than like a hardcore gym session. So yeah, I've reframed my my view on exercise and I love stretching and moving my body in the mornings and going for walks. I walk to and from school as long as the weather's nice. I also want to talk a little bit about my morning routine because that goes along with stretching and going for walks. I like to wake up about an hour and a half to two hours before I actually have anything to do to just enjoy my coffee, take a nice shower, do my skincare routine, eat a good breakfast. You know, I try to eat usually around 9, 9.30 before I head to school. Um, you know, just sit with my emotions and kind of get my head on right for the day and check in with how I'm feeling. And I'm not a journaler personally, but I do like mentally like do an assessment, like just like to myself and I talk out loud, like, all right, we're going to do this today. Today is a good day. Um, and I kind of want to start doing more affirmations in the morning like to myself in the mirror, but I haven't gotten quite there yet. But definitely a morning routine has been really essential for me in my wellness journey. And if you haven't done a morning routine yet, definitely recommend doing so. It doesn't have to be anything too crazy. Just find what works for you and stick to it, but be flexible. Also with the morning routine, I kind of want to mention my nighttime routine really fast. Again, nothing set. I kind of just go with whatever my mood is. Some days I'll do a warm bath before bed. Some days I'll do a tea. Sometimes I'll do them together. I used to do a glass of wine in the bathtub, but like I said, I'm not really drinking alcohol, especially not alone anymore. I'll drink socially, but just I don't have any dependency or anything. It's not for those reasons, although I do think I have an addictive personality, so I don't want to test those boundaries and I don't really ever get drunk. It's just a like losing control thing. But I just I drink socially. I just I don't care to drink alone anymore. But yeah, so a glass of a cup of tea, a glass of water, like before bed, a glass of warm milk if you like milk. Um, and just relaxing and lighting a candle for a few hours while I'm, you know, finishing up work and watching TV, a diffuser, I just bought a humidifier with um, essential oils, the canopy one, um, just really setting the mood, dimming all the lights, closing the blinds, taking my Highline Wellness CBD and melatonin oil if I'm really, really anxious, but yeah, just really again checking in with myself seeing what i need and kind of taking the steps to do it It doesn't have to be anything crazy again be flexible all of this combined is my wellness journey and that's pretty much everything i wanted to talk about on my list um but i hope that all of this episode was all over the place and rambling i hope that it helped you i'm sorry if i triggered anyone in anything i said i really do apologize i should have started with a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode and i'll make sure i put one in the description um but yeah thank you so much for listening please leave a rating and review if you like this episode subscribe follow on spotify follow on instagram at the let's get Kansas podcast follow me on instagram at kayla moran um thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and I'm really excited about the community that I'm building here and getting to really get candid with you guys and dig a little deeper and talk about everything under the sun because as women as millennial and gen z women I'm kind of in the middle of the two 21st century modern women entering the workforce and entering adulthood and life there's so much going on always and there's so much going on in our heads and our hearts with our bodies and our minds in society and you know there's so much to unpack and there's so much to unlearn and to relearn and reframe and I really just wanted to share my journey with you guys because I do want to be a resource and help you guys and I want you to understand me um, on a better a deeper basis and get to know me and really understand why I do things the way I do, why I share the things that I do the way that I do, and just be a friend to you guys because I know that I'm not alone and I know that, and I want you to know that you're not alone. 
and that I'm there for you and that I understand. And I was telling someone earlier this week, recording an episode, that starting this podcast has been therapy for me. And this episode really has been therapy for me. And I am um, honestly impressed that I didn't cry at all during any of what I've said. But, you know, I'm I'm on a journey and I, I, and I know we all are. I wanted to share it with you because reflecting on how far I've come is such a beautiful thing. And it, it we don't do it very often. We, we forget to celebrate our accomplishments and our achievements and be proud of ourselves for everything that we've overcome and been through. And yeah, now we can look towards the future with a brighter light and a lighter heart and a lighter mind. But it's important to look back. Be proud of yourself and be grateful for yourself and be thankful. And I just wanted to, to end on that note. So like I said, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please message me on Instagram, DM me, send me an email. Um, if you like this episode, your thoughts on this episode, what else you would like me to talk about, um, anything that I shared on here, if you would like me to dig deeper and talk more about a specific part of my wellness journey you would like me to have guests on to discuss in depth some of these I plan to do so in the future um but I want to hear what you have to say what your thoughts are how I could be a better friend and resource to you so thank you so much for getting candid with me today I know it's a long one I hope if you're here if you're still listening that you enjoyed this episode if you did please screenshot and share on your stories and tag me so I can see it and I'll repost. And it means the world to me that you are following along on this journey with me as well and joining me on the Let's Get Candid podcast. So for now, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.